Welcome to Humans of SaaS. I'm your host, Ben Wynn, and on this show, I talk to entrepreneurs, innovators, and leaders from the tech industry who each have a unique and compelling story to share. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Humans of SaaS. On this week's show, just because of everything that is going on in the world, it is going to be a short episode, but I did want to take some time to talk about this because sometimes we have to compartmentalize work and life. And I'm big on that, right? It's, it's the, one of the reasons I love going to the office instead of working from home. When I work from home and when I don't shower and I just go straight from you know bed to sweatpants and working on the couch, it's very hard to separate you know the work day from the evening when I'm supposed to be relaxing with, with my family. So I like coming to the office. I like to shower, exercise, come into the office, go home, shower, change, and then I'm, I'm in evening mode. Um, I love compartmentalizing things, but some things are just not compartmentalizable. I don't know if that's a word, but for this purpose, it is. Today that I'm recording this is February 24th. It's Thursday, um, and it's the day where we all woke up to the news that the Ukraine had been invaded by Russia. Um, we woke up to horrifying images, videos, our social feeds were full. Many of us in tech, I mean, Ukraine has a massive tech hub. Like we have an, an engineer at Catalyst who works in, I believe it's pronounced Kharkiv, uh, which is one of the major cities right near the border. And so of course our, our leadership immediately got on, you know, on top of making sure that him and his family had funding and had whatever they needed to get out. But the last I checked in with the engineering team, like I'm not sure of the latest, like we, we don't know and it's frankly horrifying and i know that we are not alone in that many of you also have colleagues maybe friends family that are at risk or are nearby in the area that you are worried about and i mean this is just one of those things that is not compartmentalizable sometimes we have to accept that what's going on outside of work is more important than anything else and we have to forget about the minutiae of the day i use that sparingly i don't think that many things qualify under that. Um, and I think it's dangerous to say that, you know, everything all the time is is uncompartmentalizable. I mean, I think to, and to, to get things done, to live your life, you have to be able to compartmentalize. But, you know, with this risk of war and, and where this could potentially go, it's just not something that we can let go. And every time I've talked to another colleague at the office today, this has been the topic of conversation. It's something we're all incredibly worried about. And it's something that we just can't put out of our minds. And it's also incredibly frustrating for so many of us because there's just nothing that we feel like we can do. There are some great sites uh, that we can you can donate funds to. Obviously, if you have colleagues there, hopefully your company is taking steps to do everything they can to, to get them to safety. But it just it feels like one of those situations that is so out, out of all of our control in so many ways. And it's a few people at the top that are just making poor decisions that have global implications. And we are all just here and trying to figure out which way is up and trying to figure out how we can process, you know, what we're all seeing unfold in front of our eyes. So I still wanted to do the podcast today because, you know, I talk a lot about work-life balance and mental health on the show. And to me, and to think a lot of people, this is an important reminder never to delay living your life. I'm not saying, you know, YOLO, go spend all your money, go to Vegas and gamble it and do all the drugs and, and go crazy. I'm saying, you know, don't sacrifice today in favor for tomorrow. Do things that make you happy, whether it's something as big as finding a job that you love or something as small as just buying cupcakes on your way home today. Like these horrible things that happen in the world are a reminder that, you know, 
the time here we have is precious. The people that we are fortunate enough to spend our time with is precious. And we don't, none of us want to be in a position where we're at any point looking back and saying, oh, I should have spent more time with this person. I should have done this thing. I should have done that thing. I should have switched jobs. I should have, you know, gone out with that person, whatever, whatever it is. I know a lot of people that are so focused on, let's say, building their career or amassing financial wealth or all these things that they are not living their lives to the fullest today. They're making a lot of sacrifices in the short term, banking on, you know, in five years and seven years, whatever it is, they will have that pile of money and they will be able to do whatever they want. And yeah, that might be true. Like if you look at, I don't know, McKinsey leadership, like that's all people that live their life. That, that's the life of any consultant or, lawyer, or lawyers or, you know, there's a lot of those jobs where you grind for the first like five to seven years of your career or, you know, not earning great money, working long hours, but then man, are you rewarded like crazy and you get all this freedom and all this money. You can do all these things, which is great. And there's a lot of people that have benefited from that. But I, I don't think that's a, a good strategy. Like, I don't think it's healthy to say, okay, I'm going to be miserable for this amount of time on the hope that in a few years I'll be really happy. Like, I, I, I never think that's a, a good policy. I definitely think that you should work hard for the things you want. And if you're happy doing what you're doing, if you're enjoying your job, if you find it fulfilling, then definitely like, that's great. Work for those five to seven years, do what you love, work hard, and then, you know, reap the benefits of your hard work. That's what anyone should do. But don't make yourself miserable and don't sacrifice your health and don't sacrifice your, your family, like all those things. I've seen a lot of people that are willing to do that and they rationalize it by saying, well, in X amount of time, you know, I'll have all this money, I'll have all this time, I'll be able to do that later. But as anyone who's lost a family member knows, there's never enough time and it, it's never worth it, right? You, and you would give up anything to get extra time with that loved one that you lost. And so that's something I think about a lot, you know, and I think that, again, today is a reminder of that. It's, it's a reminder of, you know, why we need to value the things and the people that we have in our life, why we need to try to enjoy what we're doing every single day, why we need to make try to make the world around us better, why we need to help other people however we can, why we need to create a more positive environment. Like we have such a limited amount of time, like we need to enjoy it. And whether that limited time is you know, nuclear winter in three years or three weeks or whatever, or it's, you know, a hundred years from now and we're all going to live a hundred years. Like a hundred years is still not that long. It sounds like that long, but as anyone who has like a five-year car payment or like something like that knows, like it goes by really quickly and you want to maximize, you know, what you're, what you're doing and what you can soak up and what you contribute and how much you enjoy your life, you know, regardless of, of how long you have. So, I mean, I apologize to any listeners as if this is, you know, a nihilistic view. I, I'm definitely um, speaking in hyperbole, I hope, knock on wood, um, you know, about any impending disasters. I hope this all gets resolved quickly. And, you know, with I mean, last I checked, there had already, already been about 50 casualties. I, I really hope that that doesn't continue to escalate. But with everything going on, I mean, that's the best advice that I can have. And that's that's all I'm thinking about is, you know, what am I doing and how am I spending my time? Who am I spending my time with? What are some small things I can do today, tomorrow to help someone else and to, you know, add whatever light I can to you know, the dark stuff that we're all going through and that we it looks like we have ahead for for the next few few days. I mean, I'm really hopeful, hoping that this resolves quickly. And I mean, if you're a manager, if you're a company leader and you don't know how best to support your team, just ask. 
you know, may, write a message, make a statement. I know that a lot of companies don't like to get political and you don't need to get political. No one saying war is bad is not a, a political thing. At least it shouldn't be, in my opinion. And, you know, putting a statement out there that just voices your support and gives people resources, whether it's pointing them to reach out to you or reach out to your people team, whatever it is, just make sure that people know that you are ready and willing to offer your support however it is needed. If you have customer conversations happening today, again, like think about how you can best be there for customers because you never know if they have family there or if they have colleagues there. Um, my approach is to talk about it. Everyone that I've been on a call with today, I think everyone's trying to be bright and cheery and they're all saying, hi, how are you? And then my response pretty much has been fine aside from everything that's going on, which then opens the door to us having a mini conversation. I know we don't want to dominate all our meetings with us and spend all day on it, but I always think that the elephant in the room needs to be acknowledged. The best way to deflate the elephant in the room is to call it out, is to say, hey, look, there's an elephant. Um, and then it stops you know, being anything that's hanging over anyone's head. So that's the approach I've been taking and, and seems to be good. It lets people know that you're seeing what's going on and you're acknowledging it and you're there to support. And it opens up that conversation for you to ask how they're doing and, and ask if they need any support. And you know, maybe they're not in the headspace for that meeting. Right. Like maybe they're not maybe they are going through stuff and they showed up because they feel like they have to for work. But, you know, they really could just use that time back to, to process or to to reach out to someone. So think about that for customer conversations. And if you feel overwhelmed today, I know, you know, a lot of times we talk about mental health days. If there ever was a day to take a mental health day, you know, today, tomorrow, whenever you listen to this is is a good day to do it. If you wait until you need it and you feel like you absolutely need it it's already too late um, so if you're feeling a lot of anxiety about this especially if you have a, a tie to it or there's something that um, is something particular that's that's weighing on you take a mental health day everyone will understand and like i've said a million times before if your manager doesn't understand if your company doesn't understand if anyone says it's unacceptable for you to be taking a mental health day on a day like today there are some major cultural problems and you should absolutely come apply to catalyst or any other you know top tech company there's a lot of great ones out there that do really go all out to support their employees mental health so you know take the day especially if you need it and talk about this with with friends with colleagues if you can compartmentalize and you want to do that, you know, you do you. It, it's the first time that I've really experienced something like this in my life. Uh, I was talking with a friend earlier today who um, was telling me about he, when he was a kid watching the, I think he said 1990s invasion in Iraq and seeing them fire the rockets, you know, on the news on CNN. And it was like the first time that they'd sort of live broadcasted the start of a war and how shocking that was for him. And that was the 90s. And I mean, we've seen some of this happen in previous in some of the previous conflicts, especially in Syria, obviously, a few years ago. Um, and we've seen a lot of stuff coming out of Iraq. But there's something about today that, at least for me, feels like a first in a lifetime experience that I was hoping would be a never in a lifetime thing, as I'm sure many of you will relate to. But it's a sad reality we all need to confront. So I'm going to keep this one short. You know, frankly, I, I'm I'm not in the mood and I'm the fir first person to admit that. And I just can't rationalize talking to to all of you about, you know, company culture or four day work weeks or 
you know, customer success strategy or, or anything else. Like it's like none of that. It doesn't matter. Like it's it's of course it matters to a certain degree. I mean, it's how many of us make our livelihood and it's what we're spending so much of our day doing. But, you know, at the at the end of the day, what what matters is people. What matters is the people that we're with, our colleagues, our families, our customers, like when there's this much human life on the line, it's the future of humanity that we're talking about, like at the scale, like this other stuff just doesn't matter. It pales in comparison. And I think that's perfectly okay to, to admit anyone, I'll happily argue with anyone that says, you know, customer success journeys or customer journeys or playbooks or whatever are more important than, than what's going on geopolitically right now. So, you know, Take the day, take the time, lie to someone and say that this podcast was an hour and that you had to listen to it and take the rest of this 45 minutes to, you know, take a walk, to meditate, to to call someone you love, um, because at the end of the day, like that's that's what matters most. So I appreciate you listening. I'm really, and truly sending all my love to, to all of you. And, and I, I hope you're all doing well. I hope your families and everyone, especially to those of you who have colleagues and family members in Ukraine, I hope that they are safe. And I will talk to you next week on, on hopefully a brighter note.